You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, hi there. It is The Big Show. It's Russick and Rose. We're on location, live from the uh, beautiful show home, the executive community of Watermark at Bears Paw. We're at the $3 million, ridiculously 6,800-square-foot developed living space, five bedrooms, seven bathrooms, all in support of the Calgary Hospital Home Lottery. And uh, the Calgary Flames won last night. What? Did they? Yeah. My goodness. So last couple days we've been talking about victory songs. Really? So we decided to just kind of just unveil the victory song. Like we, we had a lot of good suggestions, a ton of feedback from our listeners. Yep. And then we also got the text that, hey, you had that captain idea to just unveil it at the home opener. Mm-hmm. So after the Flames win, why don't you guys just hit the victory song? Yeah. I think it was my idea, but that's fine. Okay. I thought it was on the text line. No, I think it was me, but that's okay. Um, Flames won 5-3 last night. So I guess we we should probably play a we song. Probably, I don't know what it is. Do you know what it is? I have I have an inkling. You do? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure they won yesterday. Hey, so. Flames won. Uh, let's do it, GVP. Oh yeah, baby. Flames win five three last night. It's the big show. Fireball Pitbull nine sixty nine sixty name and location. You likey? You likey? Mister Worldwide. Let's go. Yep. Who hasn't worn a pair of capri pants in their life? I haven't. Oh man. I have not. There's one thing that. I always loved a good linen shirt on the beach. <laughs> Did you wear a linen shirt in Italia? I wore many a linen shirt. Yeah? I still have them. Of course. I'll bust them out next summer for you. You should. Oh, yeah. On Stampede. It was so hot, it didn't matter if I was wearing linen. I was sweating like a pig in the sun. It okay. was awful. That's one thing we haven't talked about. You and I are going to be together for Stampede. Mm. That's bad news for you. <laughs> Please. I don't know about that. You've never seen me at Stampede. Okay, yeah, but that's not that bad news for me. But you know how many shots we do, and then you yell no, at me. No, here's the, of the thing: shots we do. I'm going to make you drink beer. You're coming into uh, my. No. You're coming oh. into my court this time, Great. bud. All right, so I can be super hungover the next. Yeah, day. yeah, and drunk off like three beers. Yeah, well, three well, beer. Well, sorry, three beer. I hate that so much. Hey, Flames won five three last night. Fireball, our oh. victory song for the twenty three twenty four season. GVP. Patrick, Patrick, let's go to producer Patrick first. Patrick, your thoughts? Yeah, it works. I like it. Do you like it? Yeah, it's fun. When it goes fireball, like tell me your hips don't automatically start to shake. Uh, Yes, I can't confirm they were this morning, though. Uh, Okay, all right. All right. GVP, your thoughts? I love it. I'm going to have to start wearing like a white suit after Flames wins when I'm coming in the studio. The white okay. suit. Oh, Fireball. so good. With the black sheets. Yeah. Looking like Don Johnson. Yeah. No <laughs> socks, because that's cool again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, God forbid. You would never. Um, We're at uh, we're on location here. We're at the gorgeous uh, $3 million show home at the executive community of Watermark at Bears Pop for the hospital home lottery. Uh, the 50-50 draw right now, ridiculous. $2.1 million. $2.1 million. That's a lot of cheddar. The early bird prize deadline is midnight tomorrow for the $1 million Canmore condo early prize. Alberta's biggest early bird prize. It's a $1 million, just a $1 million condo That's custom it. built no by Spring Creek. That's it. Yeah, uh, it's not bad. That's it. Yeah, uh, it's pretty good. And uh, the 50-50s... million. It's not bad. And this home is just absolutely ridiculous. It is just gorgeous in every every way, shape, or form. Maddie and I are just so careful not to spill our coffees (laughs) all over the carpet walking (laughs) up. Because they put us in the basement. Because Star and Jack get to be upstairs. I had such an 
a dilemma because they've got the coffee machine here and it had the three choices for the sizes. And I was like, I don't know what cup I have. I yeah. went for the middle one and it was overflowing. I was very nervous I was going to spill on this carpet, but yeah, survived. Uh, text don't li- worry, don't worry, listeners. Okay, text the carpet line is okay. For text when line's, in the house. Text line's upset about the victory song. Why? Three three people already don't like the victory song. I don't. What do you want me to say? Okay, I have an idea. Because it is it is more your show than our show. That's for sure. Can you come back in the seven o'clock GVP with "I'm so excited"? Okay. And build the same way you did for six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you like that? Yeah, yeah. We can we can try it out. Yep. Okay. I agree. We're show the All people. Right. He's not people show. He's not as excited as when he was wearing white suits. But that's no, mm-hmm. he's not. Uh, Joe in Calgary. Sorry, guys. Terrible song. Joe, like what? Is it's it not a terrible song? Side? It's not a terrible song. It's a great song. It's got great vibes. Uh, Jeremy, one of our regulars. Sorry, guys. Uh, Jeremy says uh, the I'm so excited was perfect yesterday. Hmm. Maybe we'll do that at 7. All right. Mm. We can be swayed. A couple ideas. Yeah, we can be swayed. Um, Real quick, too. Hospital uh, home ladder. No, no, no. It's too sexy. It's too sexy, George. I know it's super sexy. Uh, get your uh, Calgary uh, Hospital Home Lottery dot com for tickets, or call one triple eight five four one fifty five forty. We're here all day. Uh, a lot of guests today. Ross Tucker from the Ross Tucker Podcast, analyst uh, for CBS Sports and Westwood One, will join us at the top of the hour. Uh, our pal Val Ball, director of communication and engagement for the Calgary Health Foundation, and our pal J Mac Julian McKenzie, Flames writer for the Athletic. At eight o'clock, um, Flames win. Flames win last night, five-three um, over the Vancouver Canucks. And quite frankly, a game they had no business winning, but a win's a win. And if you want to take the biggest positive away from last night, what was one of the things we talked about all summer and pretty much since the end of last season? Can Jacob Markstrom bounce back? He looked damn good last night. Let in one that definitely you don't like to see, that the first goal. Yeah, I, but, like, it went through – that was a good shot by Connor because it went through Osterleg's <sighs> legs, kind of used him as a bit of a screen. And Kyle Connor is a sneaky shot. Yeah, like, again, it looked soft, but I think it was a lot more difficult than it actually kind of looked on it going in, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I think I think that's fair. But, like – I also understand the idea of the fan base and, you know, you can feel it in the building. Everyone was like, oh, gosh, that's oh, – I don't want to see that to tie up the game. But then as things started to progress and the game went on, he was dynamite. He was one of their best players. If yeah. not their best player the entire game, there were a few instances, sure, where, you know, pucks rolled off sticks of jets that had clear open nets. Hannafin made a great sliding block in the third period to help prevent a goal – but for the most part, this new D zone coverage looked a little bit lost at times, yeah. and they needed Jacob Markstrom to bail them out. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably going to be the case for maybe the first dozen or so games here. Yep. You'd like it to, to be less, but I think realistically, that's probably a mark that I think we can get on board with. Sure. But Markstrom's going to have to be your horse here for the next little bit. And now you've got this tough road trip. You go out to the Eastern Conference for a little bit. I wouldn't be shocked if we see Vladar on the trip as well. And he's going to have to play just as good because, like you mentioned, like that that's a win. They got it. The top line showed up at the end of the game and it was able to get the game winner for them. But that's not going to win you a lot of hockey games if you're playing that way. Uh, also, uh, one big takeaway from last night, mm-hmm. uh, that C looks super sexy on Michael Backlund's sweater. Uh, crowd loved it. Yeah, crowd absolutely loved it. Uh, I agree. I thought he had another solid game, just kind of going out, doing his thing, killing some penalties when he had to. Um, he's one of those crazy guys. About right? the holding penalty he took. Put his I arm wasn't. Right around I wasn't crazy about a lot of penalties the guys took, like the Manjapani one. Like I understand you're complaining because like there maybe were some ones the Jets had gotten away with recently, but also at the same time, like. That was, like, pretty obvious hooking. No, the Dubé so like, one was stupid. The cross-check Dubé did. There that was a handful of them. Stu- yeah. Like, there was every penalty you looked at and you said, well, I don't know if we really needed to get into this situation. But, alas, there they were having yeah. to kill off another penalty. Big win last night. 
5-3 over the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Um, Matt Coronado was all over it, too. Man, the shots of his parents being in agony when he couldn't finish a couple of those chances. And that pass Huberto gave him at the side of the net. On the you, power play. Yeah, you're like, how didn't that go in? And then you kind of look at the replay, and it's an incredible save by Halibut. Yeah. He gets his pad down and, and has it down strong. But uh, he was all the kid was all over it last night, and I thought he was going to get one. I, I I thought he was nervous, maybe a little bit off the start. Uh, I thought in the power play he was deferring a little bit too much early on in the game. I liked when he kind of stepped out from below the red line and took that shot in the third period on the power play, or that would have been in the second period, I believe. Um, that was one instance I really did like him on the man advantage. You know, the the box score doesn't tell the the whole night for Matt Coronado. He ended up dash two. Um, one of those is the goal that you know the Shifley one in the third period where I'm not going to hang that on Matt Coronado that there's a couple of places that I thought that play should have been cleaned up before it ends up in the back of your net they have the the moving screen earlier on I don't know if there's a whole lot Matt Coronado is going to do against that also so overall pretty solid game um, I think that there's going to be some some learning points for sure there were some moments where maybe he could have made an easier play and and just made a little chip to Kadri or something like that, and, and it wasn't there. But for him to go in, you know, he skated, what, 13 and a half minutes. He had the three shots on goal. He had a ton of power play time. I expect he'll stay there. I thought it was a, a solid start to the season for Matt Coronado. It it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't Austin Matthews going out and scoring four goals in his NHL debut, but that's totally fine. He had a solid debut, and, and that's all you can ask for. Just kind of keep growing. I I hope him and Kadri can stay as a pair this season, and they can kind of just move some other guys around. Yeah, you, you, you kind of want you want kind of uh, them to, to build the chemistry here, right? And uh, that's something that I thought was kind of lacking last night at times. Like, I thought, and I don't want to get too negative, wins a win and there were some egregious giveaways too by the flames in that matchup too but there were some guys i didn't really notice for long stretches namely sharon govich yep like is he was he out there last night at some time uh, like I, he was doing some penalty kill stuff that i thought was solid um but you know i i didn't really notice him a ton at five on five but i think across the board like there wasn't a whole lot to love i thought the fourth line did good with the minutes that they were allotted. Um, the Backland line had their moments. The Caudry line had their moments. The Lindholm line had their moments. But was there consistent play from really any of the top nine players? It, it was a solid night for some of them. But Sharon Govich was one that, you know, obviously the experiment has not gone maybe to the high hopes of the club. You know, this is a guy that a lot of people talked about and said, hey, we hope he can go up and play on that top line with Huberto and with Lindholm. He doesn't get the opening night shot. When they shuffle the lines in the second period, they swap Dubé and Montepani. Sharon Govich stayed on that second line too. So he's a guy that's just kind of trying to find his way. You know, he's a soft-spoken dude. He seems like someone who's just kind of trying to fit in with the group right now and, and find where he fits. But... I thought he was fine on the penalty kill, um, and that's kind of one of the big things that I'm going to look for him to help with this season. Yeah, um, again, just one game, uh, big victory, and that was a game last night. It felt like that the Flames really didn't win last season, right? They, they wouldn't get the timely goal scoring. They would just, you know, Markstrom would let in a couple soft ones. And by the way, the first chance of the game early on, too, great save by Markstrom really early that scramble in front in the first period oh yeah big save right away from markstrom kind of like okay i think uh the crowd maybe takes a bit of a, a sigh of relief because he doesn't let the first one yeah there was that, that was a weird good shot out of the corner yeah and then the rebound yeah and the rebound popped right out yeah and he made yep. the save and it's like oh boy not again not at the first big chance of the game the jet score i thought that was huge that he made that save here's the thing like and you could see from the jets yesterday like they're they're still trying to test markstrom like, they're trying to do little short hoppers on him instead of clearing the puck into the corner. It felt to me like they were shooting at every time that they had a clear lane to the net. If they didn't have a pass that they liked, it was just put it on net and hope for the best. And on the Kyle Connor shot, that certainly worked out. 
on the the Mark Shifley goal. I thought that was an instance where they just put it down on Markstrom, and you know either Markstrom could have covered it, and Hannafin could have made like six different plays instead of what he did, and that ended up in the back of their net. But yeah, for the most part, he was dynamite for them the entire way through. Um, I thought he tracked well. I thought he showed like the proper amount of fight back without being you know over emotional when guys crash the net or uh, a scrum ensues around him covering up the puck in a in a little bit of a battle in front of the net i thought he was really good in all of the facets that you want to see from jacob markstrom like like we talked about the kyle connor one it is what it is kyle connor's a great offensive player and for my money was the most dangerous jet yesterday yeah um great start for markstrom something to build on um that so what do you end up with saves there? 34? Perfect. Uh, thir- yeah. 34 on 37. Yeah, pretty good. Um, that uh, that chance that Greer got right at the beginning of the game that just kind of came to him, I think he was like, I think he was shocked that the puck was on his stick right in front of Connor Hellebuck. You remember, and then he hit him in the old logo. You remember last year when Tyler Toffoli scored that first goal and he was kind of like up on one foot and like, whoa, and he did like the backhand move? Yeah. That's kind of what Greer looked like. Like when he got the puck, it looked like he kind of like lost his balance and like was just trying to get the darn thing on net. Hellebuck makes a good save. and Yeah. It's a really nice play by Rizicic as well to kind of slide that one over to him, but... For the most part, I actually like that fourth line. We kind of talked about Walker Dewar a little bit on the on the drive here. When the puck is near him, I'm loving the pursuit from the guy. I like when he has the puck on his stick. I thought he was solid yesterday. A.J. Greer is another guy that had his moments. He's got some pretty good speed. He's nice and physical, which you'd like to see. And, you know, they got to figure out what to do with Rizicka, but he showed flashes of offense which if he can get that fourth line into more of like a skilled line that can not only go out against tough opposition but also give you a couple of goals here and there that would be really big for this group yeah um that that puck just just on his stick it's just like in baseball like when you're you know when you're a defensive replacement all of a sudden the first ball hits right to that defensive replacement yeah it has a way of finding you yeah a hundred percent it definitely has a way of uh finding uh greer last night um really liked um just the power play looked good last night too the second unit scoring that goal off the mckenzie weger shot i like that too but i thought the power play had a lot of purpose and again, uh, a guy that you're super high on this season that's gonna, that you believe is going to have a big, big bounce back here, Jonathan Huberto was all over it last night. The one thing about the power play is when they were winning the faceoff, they were getting a lot of success when they were getting set up. Like this team still doesn't have the auto power play entry that they had when Johnny Gaudreau was here. They're still trying to figure that out. The Lindholm Huberto up the middle of the ice seems to be working pretty well. It got better as the game went on for sure. Um, but I do like that power play. It's a dynamic power play. Like I remember when Matt Coronado get put on that first unit back in practice just a couple of days ago, and he was kind of doing some net front stuff. And a lot of the social media and, and things I saw on the text line was upset that he was doing net front stuff. But you watch that power play yesterday – they're moving guys all over the place. They don't have on that top unit like a guy that I look at and say, this is a great net front dude. The per- the perfect player on their team for the net front is Andrew Mangiapane, in my opinion. And he's not on that top unit, and that's okay. you got a group that has Lindholm, who can shoot from bumper, from flank, you pick it. you got Kadri, who can shoot primarily from the bumper, I think is his best spot, but he can shoot from the flank as well. you got Anderson at the top. You got Huberto on the left flank, and then you have Matt Coronado over on the right, and him and Lindholm kind of swap between that net front and that right position, which if you can have a dynamic kind of moving power play that is aware of all of your teammates and everyone understands what's going to happen when one person makes one movement, that's going to be really hard to cover if you're a defensive team. You're down to four guys, especially if it's one of those instances where we saw it a couple times yesterday, you get the recovery. Right, you 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 take your shot, but you're able to get the puck out of a corner or knock down a clearing attempt or something like that, and you keep the group 
trapped out there. And if you can do that and then you're doing this dynamic power play and you've got guys trying to follow you around the ice, they're going to get tired easily. And if anything, even if you don't score, that's going to set up your second unit really well, which is how the Flames ended up opening the scoring yesterday on that Mangiapane tally with their second unit getting the first power play goal of the year. Uh, Lots to get to in the Rose Report. Uh, Lots of clips, lots of audio. Flames with a big 5-3 win last night over the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, The Oilers got smoked, which was fun. Too bad, eh? 8-1 by the Canucks. All of a sudden, Greg Wyshynski sitting back in front of a roaring fire with a snifter of brandy while petting a hairless cat. So is Elliot. I told you. I told you about Vancouver. What was that, Patty? I said, so is Elliot. So is LeBron. Everybody picked the damn Oilers. Oh, yeah, no, that's a little bit. Yeah, but. No, no, but I'm talking. Wish how, was telling us how the Canucks, Canucks are going to be. Canucks, good. like, could be a playoff. Oh, team. I, okay, I get you. I yeah, get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Pedersen deserves $11 billion, as Breach put it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He looked really good yesterday. I also like that the Canucks uh, clipped that video of him, which is just blatantly a charge, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah. That's totally okay. There was a fight like in the crowd, too. Stay classy, Vancouver. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. I had no idea the Oilers were starting Jack Campbell in that. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. Like I talked to Daniel Nugent Bowman. He had he had a good camp to lead the way to be the guy to take the reins to start. So not a good one. Yeah, he had, he, well, he played great. Like when when the Oilers came in here with their B squad and they beat the Flames two oh, yeah. one. And, like Jack Campbell was the reason that happened. Mm-hmm. But the other thing, too, is Jack Hamill does not play well when the games matter. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, the next 81 matter. Uh, yeah, uh, they do. In, uh, well, and the next, what, three years matter for him as well. Yeah, not, <laughs> a <hot> <laughs> not a hot start. Not a hot start for the Oilers. All right, Rose Report next. Lots to do on the big 750 win. save percentage for both goalies isn't good? No. Oh, oh. Well, hopefully they can do that the entire season. What if I told you, boys, that the entire Oiler team has to sign autographs at West Edmonton Mall today? Oh, that's fun. Yeah, this is going to be really fun. Yeah, good effort, boys, last night. <laughs> do, you think right. they, do you think they miss Matias Eckel? Oh, I think they did last night for sure, yeah. I I would miss Matias Eckel. Look at Maddie's smirk on his face right now. I don't know what Very you're talking smirkish. about. smirkish. I'm just here to enjoy a great season of hockey. Okay. And day two... <laughs> Couldn't have written it any better. Okay, what do you got uh, in the Rose Report coming up? Oh, well, we got uh, everything from the NHL day. I don't know if you know this, George, but the NFL week gets going tonight with a a game that is going to be a a bit of a spanking. I'm going to prognosticate. Okay. We also got uh, MLB playoffs, and um, I tested the waters yesterday of the Flames fan base. I'll tell you how they felt before the game. Okay. Okay. that's cool. Um, I'm looking forward to that. We're at the uh, executive community of Watermark at Bears Pod, the $3 million show home. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's incredible. Get your early bird prize tickets. The deadline's tomorrow at midnight for the $1 million Canmore condo. Uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, uh, built by Spring Creek. Also the 50-50 draw right now, $2.149 million. That's, that's a good chunk of change. That's some good sweet, sweet cash that some, you could roll around some in. Some dope ched. Could I have that in fives and tens? Um, we'll do the Rose Report. We'll talk to uh, Ross Tucker. We'll talk to Julian McKenzie. Lots to do on the Flames. 5-3 win last night over the Jets. It's the Big Show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. We are live from the executive community of Watermark at Bears Paw for the Calgary Hospital Home Lottery. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. The early bird prize deadline is midnight tomorrow night for the $1 million Canmore condo early prize. Alberta's biggest early bird prize. Custom built by Spring Creek, located in the Arnica Lodge. Over 1,200 square feet of developed living space. Uh, we're in the $3 million grand prize show home, which is absolutely ridiculously nice. Also, um, tons of prizes, uh, lots to discuss today. Our pal Val Ball is going to join us later on in the program. And the uh, 50-50 draw, uh, $2.149 million, which is a uh, ton, ton 
of cake. Um, great news if you're driving into work this morning. It's a little rainy. It's a little chilly. But the Flames win 5-3 last night in their home opener over the Winnipeg Jets. Ross Tucker, NFL on CBS Westwood One. Ross Tucker podcast at the top of the hour. But a ton straight ahead on that Flames win. And for that, we hand it over to my man, Matty Rose, for the Rose Report. And it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. There you go. Matt hey, Rose. Sylvia. Rose and Bloom. Matty Rose. You know why talk is cheap, but uh, costs money <laughs> that to buy whiskey. In, that one's in my folder, boys. It's under Sylvia. I love that saying. Talk is cheap, but it costs money to buy whiskey. Computer was silented. <laughs> Great start, boys. <laughs> well, well uh, start. you know what? This is a lot like the Flames game where, listen, it's a little little choppy, but we're going to get through this. Sure. We're gonna it get was the Carl Connor shot. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we can call <laughs> it a win when wickets. it's all said and done. Flame season opener, bunch of games yesterday, some Thursday night football tonight, baseball playoffs. We got it all for your friends. Also, I got the temperature of the fan base for you for yesterday's game. Uh, We begin with your Calgary Flames. Want some lines for yesterday's game, George? Some thoughts? Some opening lines? Because, boy, did they change. Sure. Huberto's with Lindholm and Dubé. Sharon Govich with Kadri and Coronado. Manchapani, Backlund, and Coleman were aligned. Greer, Rizicka, and Dewar. Hanfin, Anderson, Zdorov, Weaker, Oosterley, and Tanev. Jacob Markstrom got the start. Between the pipes, not going to lie, there was a little bit of slop in this game. That being said, the Flames pushed through and got a great goaltending performance from their netminder. And they also played with the lead. Flames still get it in. Marjapani, right point to Hannafin, and now near side to Dubé. Dubé spins and drops to Hannafin. Hannafin, high slot to Ruzhitska with a shot stop rebound. They score! Andrew Marjapani picks up the rebound and buries it. The Flames score a power play goal, their first of the season, and take a one to nothing lead. Got a bounce, got a bingo. Andrew Bonjapani, first goal of the season for the Flames. Unfortunately, it was short-lived. Kyle Connor, long-range shot. Fool Jacob Markstrom, kind of between the legs. Jordan Osterley there as well. Tied the game up just about two minutes after the Flames had opened up the scoring. But Calgary kept pressing before the end of the frame. Weger a shot. He scores! Mackenzie Weger with a wicked wrist shot in the right point. And he sails the puck right past Connor Hellebach. Gives the Flames a two-to-one lead. Mackenzie Winger, face-off loss, but Walker Dewar wins a board battle. Back to Zadorov, D to D. Hellebuck can't find the shot through the screen. And Wigsy is on the board. The Flames led 2-1 after the first 20 minutes of the season, George. Yeah, um, very interesting first period last night in that game. Um, it was all Winnipeg Jets, and for some reason the Flames escaped with a 2-1 lead. After one, uh, the Jets looked fast. Uh, Marstrom was spectacular in that first period. Outside of that, Kyle Connor Gore, which I think maybe he was getting a little too much heat on. It was a good shot by Connor with the rooster legs, legs. Maybe it hit something on the way in, used him as a screen. It was tough. Marstrom would probably say he should have had it, but he was spectacular last night in that first period. And you look at the shots, even the shot attempts at one point was like 17-2 to two with 13 minutes to go in the first period for the Jets, and yet the Flames have a 2-1 lead after one. In the second, also saw some shaky D-zone coverage at times, this new style giving the club a little bit of trouble. In game one, Alex Iafalo ends up burying the tying goal just after midway of period number two on a sliding deflection, a really nice play. Then, shortly after, Dylan Dubé takes a cross-checking penalty. That put the Flames shorthanded. Lindholm the other way. Races it up the right wing side. Tries a pass. Has it blocked. Gets it back. Drops it off. Anderson scores! Wow! What a play by Elias Lindholm, who sets up Rasmus Anderson, who rifles the puck right under the bar and in. The Flames score a shorthanded goal and take a 3-2 lead. Rasmus Anderson gets the Jet top bingo, shorthanded off the rush. Jets were livid. Uh, they wanted a high-sticking call on Rasmus Anderson. 
in their own zone, knocked the stick down out of uh, midair. It was right around his shoulder, which you're allowed to do if you're not deflecting the puck into the net. It's the crossbar if you're deflecting it into the net, but if it's not, it's your shoulder. Now, the Jets also could not challenge this play because it was in the Flames' defensive zone. You can only challenge on a high stick in the when it's you who's defending. So, yeah, that's why that ended up not being a challengeable play. Yeah. And, frankly, I thought it would have stood anyways. Uh, it didn't look like a high stick to you? That one replay looked like a bit of a high stick. Uh, it's right around shoulder height. I think the Flames caught a break there. I think it would have been very hard to overturn. Yeah. And, and again, uh, that two-on-one was broken up, and then all of a sudden, great pass by uh, Lindholm. And Anderson just, like, just found himself all by himself. Right in there, and then great oh, snipe in the Jets top cl- corner. Jets, they fell stopped asleep. on the play. They fell asleep. They thought it was going to be you know, called down for the high stick, quit yep. on the play, Yep. and Anderson fires that rolling puck into the top of the net, just like that. Also, I wanted to mention, does anybody yell at a referee quite like Mark Shifley? His face gets really red. But he doesn't swear at him. It's like he unhinges his jaw like a pit bull. Yeah, he doesn't swear, which is interesting. Maybe that makes which him I'm sure they appreciate. even more angry. Uh, his mouth guard feels like it's gigantic. What I don't does know, he say? Like, like darn? It's than like, any... gosh darn it? Well, what? It's what like the Kirk Cousins what? treatment. What the darn tootin' heckin' shoot what was that? What the heck are you yeah. doing, buddy? Come on, what Jesus. What the heck are you doing? That guy's yeah. stick was too call. damn high. You gotta figure it out. Come on, NHL. <laughs> By it, the way, what? was it too high, Patrick? I thought it was a little bit too high, but it's just weird wow. that there's like no cameras around that can even look at it. I guess you can't review it when it's in their own. So I didn't know that part, but just yeah, you you want to feel like if you want the cameras need to be better around the rink because the one angle they showed us from the roof, you're not going to be able to see it really from there. I don't know. Well, I saw the corner angle as well. Was that the, the corner? Cam- okay, corner maybe it wasn't the. Okay, yeah, so that was, that's, that's was the, the one, one I was, I was talking like, about. Yeah, it's kind of close to the shoulder. It was close enough. Uh, that kind of bailed out Dylan Dubé with his stupid cross-checking penalty, which was very undisciplined. Oh yeah, yeah I just True. saw it there on the replay. Yeah, it didn't look that bad. I didn't. See, I, I just saw the first original shot. It was from a corner camera. Like up and yep. up high? Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, see yeah. that one that was along the sideboard. It, yeah, I, it didn't look that bad. I thought it was going to get waved down just watching that one from the press box. But when I saw it on replay, I was like, okay, it's probably yeah, fine. Yeah, that, that replay uh, anyways, one was better. 3-2 lead into the third period. Solid for the first 15 minutes, but then a bit of a brain fart. Hannafin can't get a hard clear off a play that Markstrom maybe should have or ha- could have or should have covered. Morrissey gets the easy keep in. Uh, puts the puck down to the net. Shifley ends up with it on his stick. Makes no mistake. The Jets tied it up with five minutes to go. And boy, shades of last year. Third period blown leads. Yeah, that was a super soft play. Like, Markstrom kind of put Hannafin out to dry there. Yep. But Hannafin's got to get that puck a little harder. Rip that so. thing. You're yeah. in trouble. Rip that thing. Yeah. Like, ice it. Whatever. And Just it was a very it. nice play by Morrissey. To find Shifley, and that was a world-class finish by Shifley in front of the net. Uh, but as I mentioned, Flames, not out of this one. All five Jets have been out there for more than a minute. There's a pass, and Tom scores! Elias Lindholm one-times the puck right into the roof of the Jets net. And with 1.31 remaining, the Flames are out in front for the fourth time tonight. Nate yeah, I don't know ball. if this is... I was about to say that. I don't know if this is rocket science head coaching, but Nate Schmidt has control of the puck, decides to try and put the puck on net from his own corner, misses because that's actually kind of hard to do, ices it. All of his group gets left out there. They've all yep. been out there for at least a minute five. Yeah, Ryan yes. Huskis sends Elias Lindholm over the top of the boards with his line mates. Lindholm was 20 for 24 in the faceoff circle before absurd. this faceoff. He wins that one to finish the night 21 of 25. And, of course, it ends up setting up the goal. The puck goes back. It goes into the far corner. You have Lindholm win a battle, gives it to Huberto, downloaded Mangiapane, the reverse pass with Nate Schmidt already going over to the other post. Lindholm makes no mistake. Boom, they had yeah. the lead. I thought that was a great play by Huberto to get it down low as well. But you're right. Lindholm was an absolute monster in the faceoff circle. And he was around it a little bit last night, too. He was definitely around it and then finally buries that pass. 
and Majapani. That pass was just gross. It's one of my favorite plays. Yeah. The like, I'm going around the net. Oh, just kidding. The backhand yeah. no-look pass. Oh, it's so gross. Uh, beautiful and the best finish. part is usually the forward has to bank it in off the goaltender to score that one. No. And, and, and he did. It went off the shoulder, and then yeah. it went in the top of the net. And that must be so demoralizing as a net miner. Oh, yeah. Know that you've been fooled. Uh, you've you gonna, been had. Are you gonna, Bamboozled. Are you going to play the empty netter? No. Um, I don't know how Huberto missed. Yeah. Like, do you guys know how he hit the post on that yeah. empty netter? Yeah. Did, did Ehlers get a piece of it? or uh, I, I don't I know. know something missed, all I know rushed. is Ehlers got hurt on that play, which sucks. Yeah. Yeah, he had a neck injury. He was questionable to play this game and yeah. slides trying to block this even though there was like 10 seconds left, he probably should have just like taken the loss if you're a hurt player. Yeah. But that's fine. Uh, he slides and then he like recovers and he ends up flying into the glass, not like the boards. Yeah. And then he was nursing his shoulder on the way back, but he was dealing with a neck injury. You don't like to see this. So we'll have to keep an eye on Nick Ehlers for his next game. But yeah, Manjapani ends up burying it. He ends up with two bingos and the assist on the night. Yeah, uh, I don't know how he missed, but whatever. Uh, Huberto hits the post, who I thought was over it all night. Flames win 5 3 despite being outshot. 38-22. Never in doubt, George. Never in doubt. Jacob Marstrom was fantastic last night. He was amazing. Um, The power play was solid. The penalty kill was really good. The the power play looked dangerous. Yep. That's what was very encouraging to me. It looked dangerous. And it's just going to get so much better once Matt Coronado really starts to feel himself on the power play. Yeah, and that kid was all over it last night, too. I don't a lot know of how positive times. That, that one incredible pass by Huberto. I thought yeah. Coronado was going to score the on. The diving pass from Huberto. Yeah. Huberto was good last night, and he's a guy that you're super high on this season. I am. Through one game, uh, he looked as advertised last night. Ryan Huska, first win as the new head coach. Hey. What did he have to say after? Uh, I'll remember it for sure. I wish it was a little bit better of a game, but most definitely we'll remember it. All right. Fair enough. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'd like to have a game where everyone checked all the boxes and all that, but in the end, one in the win call, none in the loss. Yeah. Move on. Um, not bad uh, for Ryan Huska. Did you did you notice, like, obviously there's a new uh, defensive system they're trying to employ that needs some work. Uh, there, were, there, were, there were a lot of moments where it looked like two guys looked at each other and like, is this you? Is this me? And then the Jets made a play because you can't have that half second of wait. Right. In the NHL. Yeah. You'll get gouged. Um, I thought the Flames had a ton of issues dealing with the Jets' speed off the rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely noticed that last night. Uh, and I definitely liked the fact that you did see they played with a little more freedom offensively. Yep. Like the shackles were off a little more. They were trying to be a little more creative last night. There Again, was... last night's tough to gauge. It's only the first game of the season. They didn't deserve to win that game. But your goaltender bails you out. But what's the old adage, too? That's the mark of a good team that you win games you're not supposed to in this league. And last season, the Flames would have lost that game. Yep, last night. Yep, uh, last season. Last night, they win that game because Markstrom stands on his head and he steals the two points because sometimes in the NHL, when the guys in front of you aren't playing the greatest, your goalie needs to bail you out. And a guy that you're paying north of $6 million a season for bailed you out last night. Oh, and guess what? They got some timely goal scoring, too. Something they didn't have last season. When would they ever score? Because what were we all thinking last night in that game? Here we go. Going to go to overtime. Going to go to a shootout. They're going to lose this game in overtime in a shootout. And that's going to be the big thing we're going to be talking about tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. Shootout. Can't win in the shootout. Can't win in overtime. But no, they make a really nice play. That beautiful goal that Lindholm finishes off. Flames win a game they didn't deserve. Good good nice nice little start to the season as they embark on this five game road trip and of course Ryan Huska is super excited for these guys to get over the road right away for that quote team bonding and get close together yeah, yeah, yeah. which I think is way too overrated sure but it's still good and I'm happy for yeah. them to get out there and you know have some food from these coaches better than starting shout out Nikita Zadorov also sorry go ahead How about, shout out to Nikita Zadorov Three yeah. humongous hits. Yeah, he was. Uh, it was a Nikita Zadorov experience last night. Watch out for that left point. Yeah, because you will get crunched. Yep. And he made a nice pass to yep. Weger on yep. that goal. Yep. Because Walker Dewar kept it in. Yep. And by the way, my man Walker Dewar last night. I know you were saying when he's not around the puck, he needs to be a little more tenacious when when he doesn't have the puck, where the puck's not around him. 
But Walker Dewar, I thought, played really well last night. He's a guy that uses his speed. He uses his size. He's a difference maker out there. And it's nice to see young guys on the fourth line instead of guys who turn like a 747. Milan Lucci's had an I, I, I didn't say any names. Uh, next game is on the road for the Flames. Five-game roadie. Eastern Conference road trip. They visit the Penguins Saturday. Five o'clock start for that one. Let's get to the other action. We'll start with the Oilers and Canucks. Damn, you hate to see it, George. To Patterson, hate right to corner. See it. To Patterson, right corner. Takes the pass in his skates. Try to saucer pass. Bounce off Besser. He scores! The hat-trick goal for Brock Besser. Ah. Hattie for Brock Besser, Chase Jack Campbell, who got the start, uh, stopped 9 of 13 before Jay Woodcroft got the hook out. In the end, the Canucks trounced the Oilers 8 to 1 as both clubs opened up their season. Um, incredible stuff here to start the season for the Edmonton Oilers. They didn't have Matthias Ekholm in this game, and they just got clobbered, George. This uh, was not close uh, at all. Dryden Kane was dashed for. Yeah, okay. They always score on the power play. Yeah. 8-1 the final score. got an apple. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just Brock Besser awesome. ended up with four goals. JT yeah. Miller had four points. Elias Pedersen had four points. Quinn Hughes had three. Uh, Thatcher Demko got pulled in this game because he had the flu and he threw up in his mask. Yeah. Again. <laughs> I mean, David was the, mad about it. He was watching the he was watching the Oilers D zone coverage and vomited in his mask. It was so disgusting. Yeah, I uh, I don't think we're talking enough about that. <laughs> you goalies Thanks, out Rick. there, nine sixty nine sixty. Have you ever vomited in your mask? Nine sixty nine sixty. Worst place you've ever vomited. Yeah. Uh, oh great. <laughs> All right, nine sixty nine sixty. Name and location. Worst place you've ever vomited. <laughs> Did you see the Canucks like slogan 960, this year? 960, 960, name and location. Did you see the Canucks slogan this year? No. Come on, let's go. Are you kidding Yeah, me? I saw Not that. kidding. That's it. Yeah. Like, what What did they pull elementary school kids? <laughs> Come on, let's go. Come like, on. That's the best Come on, they can do. Let's go. Go. I don't know. That's what I said. I'm like, that's everyone's slogan. Whenever you're doing yeah. anything. Come on, kids. Let's go. What? What's next? The Canucks slogan. We got to set the tone. <laughs> like, we got to get pucks in deep. Yeah. Uh, 960, 960, in honor of Thatcher Demko vomiting in his mask. Where's, where's the worst place you vomited? Leafs and Habs, now the bad start to the campaign for Austin Matthews. Big pile up back of the net. Marner trying to sift it along. Stolen by the Canadians, but not out. Nylander, down low. Shot scores! Austin Matthews! Holy mackerel! Three goals, he's tied the game! He gets two in the final five minutes to tie the contest. Went to a shootout. Mitch Marner gets the only goal in the shootout. They win it six to five. Three apples for John Tavares in this one too. Yeah, um, very much like the uh, the Oilers. Uh, the Leafs have issues in net and on the blue line. Mind you, uh, the Leafs don't have a Matias Ekholm on on their blue line. He's not coming. Uh, but uh, yeah, Samsonov didn't look the greatest. But uh, low-key in this game, Jake Allen let in some softies. Mm. He did not look good at all last night in the Habs net. Uh, is that good? I don't know. I don't know what the Habs are this year. No, they're going to they're be the youngest team in the league again, and they're in a rebuild. But Jake Allen couldn't give them a save last night. Sabres are the youngest team in the league, by the way. I thought the Habs are the youngest team. Opening sure night rosters, that? Sabres. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Senators visiting the I Hurricanes. I thought Sportsnet had it on last night. Uh, nope. I looked at the NHL stats. Oh, oh, oh. Senators that would never lie. No, they well, they would pander to Canadians. Senators visiting the Hurricanes to start the year. Uh, had little anytime goal prop on Tim Stutzla. Scored to get the Senators tied up in the third. But then oh, just wow. a few minutes later, it was Brady Shea who would score to get the game winner. As the Sens did battle back from a 3-1 deficit. But the Hurricanes take a 5-3 win as uh, Ottawa starts with a loss in regulation this year. Two other games. Con- uh, to, to the team that everyone picks to go to the Stanley Cup final every year. Yeah, well, they had 47 shots against the Senators yesterday. They no, but they're going to the really Cup good. final. Well, they might. Every, every, I hear every year. Yeah. Uh, two other games. Connor Bedard, first NHL back-to-back. The Hawks were in Boston, the Battle of the Bruins. Bedard, a point in his first game, and then this in his second. Put it over to Kevin Korchinski along the left boards. Back to Jones between the circles. Back to Korchinski. Hawk line left wing. Head to Connor Bernard over the Bruin line. Drop past Donato to Bernard. Bottom of the right circle. Tough angle shot. Save made. Rebound. He scores! Connor Bernard's first National Hockey League goal. He did it on a wraparound. 
He beat Olmark to the near post, and Bedard slipped it in behind him for the first National Hockey League goal of his career. You love to see it. Buries he would end up losing. Shot. Pardon him? He buries his own shot there on that wraparound. Yeah, he gets, gets his own rebound on the wraparound. Yeah, he's man, he's an incredible player. And that photo. Uh, they do lose 3-1. to one. Milan Lucic had an assist on uh, David yeah, Pasternak's game winner. Uh, beautiful sweaters on the Bruins, too. Uh, also, the uh, Avalanche beat the Kings. Connor, uh, Miko Rantanen had four points. Nathan McKinnon had three. 5-2, the final score in L.A. as the Avalanche look real good. Jonathan Drouin skating on that top line with McKinnon and Rantanen. <laughs> Pick him up. You heard it here first, George. Okay. Tonight, 5 o'clock, Rangers-Sabres. That'll be on Sportsnet 1. You can also watch the Flyers and Blue Jackets at 5.30. Red Wings battle the Devils. At 6, it's the Blues and Stars. Panthers face the Wild. Kraken and Predators. Then at 8.30, the Knights take on the Sharks. You can also catch that on Sportsnet 1. Let's head to the Gridiron. Broncos and the Chiefs. We got a divisional matchup tonight, George. One team? Well, they're 1-4. and four. Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> now, the other group, they're 4-1. and one. Yep. And one of them has lost 15 straight. What, she's going to the game tonight? She is going. going, Yes! I love when she goes to the game. Jeff Bezos is loving this one. The Bezos or Bezos? Bezos, Bezos, uh, Bezos probably. You should just keep calling him Bezos. I'm going to call him Bezos. (laughs) Yo, Bezos! Bezos! Um... Also, the Broncos have lost 15 straight in this divisional rivalry. Yeah, I don't like their chances tonight. No. <laughs> Peyton Manning was the last quarterback to beat the wait, Chiefs. Wait, wait. If ta- I thought They've Kel- gone through six coaches since I thought Kelsey's them. super questionable tonight. Why would she he's go? Not he's not super playing? questionable. He's questionable. He'll play. He's, yeah. he's, he was a, well, if she's there, he's playing. He yeah. was a full practice participant yesterday. Oh, okay. I can't wait till they show. What's the over-under on how many times they show her tonight? 15. And I can't wait for some snarky Al Michaels comments. Oh, Al's going to have a stake at halftime. Okay, Al, just focus on the total. Yeah. Well, he has a stake yeah, at halftime. Steak and potatoes. Yeah. Um, that reminded me of something we may have to get to later in the show. I'll write it down. Baseball playoffs continued yesterday. Start with the American League, where the Astros trying to punch their ticket to the ALCS and a lone state showdown against the Rangers. Royce Lewis, we remember him. Yeah. One yard for the Twins to open up the scoring, but Alex Bregman tied it up with his own solo shot for the Astros' winning run. That came in the fourth. Whose turn is it? <laughs> in the air, well struck right center. Looking back on it, and that is... Off the top of the fence, is it gone? It is. Boy, that was crushed by Jose Abreu. This time he goes the opposite field. He had two pulled to left yesterday. He is on fire right now. His third in two games in Minneapolis. Yeah, that made it 3-1. to one. The Twins would get another run, but they fall 3-2. They lose this series in four games. Astros, Rangers, ALCS. Going to be interesting. Um, and just old old managers going far in the Major League Baseball playoffs. Oh, yeah. Like, Bruce Bochy threw at the Rangers. Yeah, and uh, the Dusty old lizard. Baker. Yeah. That's a combined yeah, 144 Astros. years old right there. Yeah, like, the Astros continue to do it. Like, everyone hates them. Nobody wants them to see them win another world championship. And again, back in the ALCS. They, ex- they, they, are the, they are not baseball random. They are exactly what they're billed as. They are a great team. They know how to win at this time of year. I know they cheated a few years ago, but this is a team that's well-coached. They're going to be tough out for Texas, but that's going to be a good ALCS. Yeah, it is. Had a couple he's going to watch. I'll watch. <laughs> okay, yeah, we will because we work in sports, but I'm saying in general. I know. <sighs> They'll hate-watch the Astros, but they All also right. might hate-watch the Rangers. Yeah. Had a couple of National League Game 3s yesterday, too. The Braves and Phillies split in Atlanta. This series shifted to Citizens Bank Park in Philly. What a crowd on Let's hand. Let's go, Phils. They did get silenced briefly in the top of the third, giving up the opening run. A single by Ozzie Albies scored Acuna Jr. But then in the bottom of the inning, they got that crowd right back into it. Well, lead things for the Phillies. And Castellanos way back into left field. And we are tied just like that. Stays put, and there's a high fly ball, deep right field. Harper watches it fly. Ding dong, back-to-back dingers. Well, they're not back-to-back. There was a couple guys on base for Harper's. Philly's got a four-run lead. They extended it to 6-1 before the end of the inning. Harper also had a solo shot in his next at-bat. The Phillies lay waste to the Braves. 10-2, your final score. 
Phillies have a chance to close out that series today. That'll start at 4.07. Does Bryce Harper ever hit a wall scraper? <laughs> he just hits these mammoth home runs, too. Like, it's never like a wall. No, You're no. like, is it going to go? No, it's, it's like, like a no-doubter. 300 feet like into the outfield deck. or just, yeah. like, gone yeah. into the next park. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair point by you. Yeah, yeah. never hits a wall scraper. Uh, they actually have changed the time on that one. It's going to go at 6.07 tonight. Nice. Okay. Because, uh, believe it or not, that's going to be the only series that we have. That because the Diamondbacks were looking oh, for the upset nice. of all upsets. Trying to sweep the L.A. Dodgers. Lance Lynn, the big in-season acquisition for L.A. He got the start. Like every Dodgers starter in this series, a brief outing. So, Christian Walker has the home run erased. And then hits the next pitch to the moon. There's your fourth home run. I've never seen anything like this. Nor have I. That's To the the moon, Alice. The most energy I've heard from Bob Costas all series. He's so... He's such a Dodgers honk and is not no, happy that no, Diamondbacks. No, it's not that. It's I don't just, know what he's it is. Just so old timey. So he's got. He didn't have like that's literally the most emotion that I've ever heard from. They hit four home runs in an inning. Yeah, and Gab- that should be like your most ecstatic you've ever been. Yeah, Gab Moreno ties the uh, Major League Baseball playoff record for most homers in a series by a catcher. First catcher with three home runs in a single postseason at the age of twenty-three or younger as well. That's How about great. this tweet from our friend? <laughs> you mean the number one ba- prospect in baseball is living up to his expectations huh. finally? Great job, Ross. I hope Mark Shapiro is listening, and I hope he can has a lot to say today. Yeah. Hey, but hey, Dalton Marshall's good at run prevention. You can have more. Anyway, go ahead. Hey, you see uh, this tweet from our friend John Heyman yesterday? Oh. Oh, oh, boy. oh, boy. I wouldn't say he's our friend. No. Lance Lynn gives up four home He's runs. <laughs> Lance Lynn gives up four home runs and is knocked out in the third inning, but manages to lower the Dodgers' rotation ERA for this series from forty point five <laughs> to twenty five point zero seven. Again, like Dodgers, dude, co- like perennial contenders. They have that one weird World Series win. It doesn't even COVID count. Year. I know, just like the Lakers championship, right? Yeah, when it, that's like, the eh. Lightning Stanley Cup count then. Yeah, because they, they came back and won the next year. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that one counts because yeah. they actually came and won the next year. But no, like, like what? Like, something needs to be done in L.A. than just spending money and spending money. They always do this come postseason outside of that one run. Back-to-back years, they're out in the uh, in the LDS. Yeah. Is it Dave I'd Roberts? got to play better. Well, that. Well, Mookie and Freddie Freeman did nothing. So no, yeah, exactly. Uh, we got to run here. I know. I got one more thing. Uh, no, okay. Gonna... So I want to do. I want to do your temperature thing. Why don't oh, yeah. we move that to seven thirty? Okay, we can do that. Yeah, that's fine. Why don't we move that to seven thirty? Uh, goodbye. Good luck and, and good night. Good night and yeah. good luck to you, sir. Uh, yeah. Terrific stuff. The Rose Report is brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match that. Beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Ross Tucker, Ross Tucker Football Podcast, CBS Sports Westwood 1 straight ahead. Uh, Maddie takes the temperature of the Flames fan base. We'll do that at 730. More on the Flames 5-3 victory over the Jets last night. It's all straight ahead. We're at the, uh, the beautiful $3 million show home. It's ridiculous here in the executive community at Watermark at Bears Paw for the Calgary Hospital Home Lottery. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.